You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host Greg Ehill, the Culture Change Agent. On this show, you interview young, successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, empower, and inspire our current and future generation leaders. And today we got a special episode, man. It's not really going to be like my normal podcast where it's so formulated, so granular. We're really going to lead with three questions. Three questions and let the conversation go where it flows because um, this brother, man, I call dear to me. Um, he's been on the show before. He was actually in a, he, he, he helped build out my first live show in my in, in Durham. Like, remember, we brought it back and we had a couple hundred cats come and that really, it, showed, it, it really opened my eyes to, and we, we charged too. I charged the event. We had a couple hundred people show up in Durham, man, and they stayed for four hours. We were talking forever. It was popping. Forever, man. And I, I just really, that changed that changed everything because I always felt that for some degree, man, Durham is a, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Durham is a different place, right? Um, great black leaders. A lot of a lot of room for growth as well. But then a lot of ball hoggers too, man. A lot of cats want to hold to the ball and do whatever. And it's like, bro, like, pass the rock, bro. Like, but we can all eat, bro. We can do that, man. And this, it's a, it's a vanguard of sorts that kind of just stay at the table and block opportunities and show opportunities of those. And I'm like, yo, I was talking to Colton Palmer today. Oh, that's I'm, right. Y'all did go to, y'all were, because I went to Riverside too. Yep. Right there. Yeah, I was there with his brother, Brandon. Yep, man. And it's like, like Cole said it best, man. Like two legends can coexist. Like, you, they're supposed to be, right? Abundance. But we live in a place where, in the culture, man, like, people, a lot of cats ain't even humble enough. People say somebody's younger than you, you like, if you know it, I'm sitting at your foot. Like, you got it. But people, even in every place, people, like, they, peers, no, no, they don't want to openly say I'm inspired by you. It's very rarely they do that. And we live in the city sometimes where it's like, man, like, <clears throat> y'all been hogging the ball for 15, 20 years. Look at politics. Not even, let's not even get off during politics. People been in the politics for like 40, 50 years in one position. You really needed that that long, bro? Are you that deep? But that's either here or there. We ain't even got into the show, man. But I want to introduce you to the podcast, man. Um, my brother, Derek Beasley, and I, I just, um, he has a, a long bio, which I've already read. And by this time, it's going to be already pre-recorded. But um, we're going to touch on some, 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 some core topics that's been on my heart for a while that I've seen you grow in. And we're just going to just pontificate on that. You ready, man? You cool with that? So um, I am going to stick with the script of I still need to find. Give me a quote that you quote or a mantra that um that you stand by and then uh, share us a story about how you apply that to your everyday life. Damn, I should have asked for these ahead of time. <laughs> <Let> me... <laughs> I mean, I'll let you out with the mantra because mantra don't need to be specific. You feel me? There's plenty, man. Uh, 
So something I a new mantra I'll say that I've grown I'm growing into is is um uh succumbing to the darkness. And for me, that means um I can give you the whole black holes metaphor, but we'll keep it in the no, do whatever you want, bro. in the lane of um essentially like to change, to grow, uh to become your higher self or your best self or even just a different self, you have to like venture into dark places. Mm-hmm. And that's not a negative thing. Um and uh you have to be open to like stumbling around and bumping around a little bit to be able to find the next light or the next knowledge or the next opportunity or the next version of yourself um, or even to manifest the best version of community that you want to see. You got, I I personally believe, uh, you know, you have to succumb to the darkness and be open to, to the possibility of coming out changed, you know, and not, and no longer familiar with who you are and like discovering a new, a new self or a new version. So when's the last time you succumbed to the darkness? Uh, let me think. That's a great question. Um, there have been some. I think the most recent big one was uh, leaving Black August in the Park mm-hmm. um, because it was such a big part of my life um, and such an important part of my life. Mm-hmm. And to leave, and it was such a big thing, like in community, and it still is. Um, and there's like this fear around not being able to do that again. And the reality is I won't, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll never do that again, but I'll do something different. Um, and it might not be, you know, I might not do anything else again in my life that attracts 10,000 people in one time, mm-hmm. but like, that's cool, you know? Um, and so releasing the need to like live in this one moment forever, um, has been really liberating and I found myself wandering and bumping into things that um, I didn't even think of before or that I didn't know were possible. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity and the blessing to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, I had to succumb to like, I knew I needed to leave and I just had to, had to give in and just be like, yo, but you also know you need to, you know, you need, you want to stay and you got plenty more to give here, but you've also put a lot in and got a lot out. And it's time to leave, and you know it's okay, and you'll be changed, mm-hmm. and that's that's better that you are that you are changed. So. Mm. And I like to well, as I segue into any of you now, I like to try to find the post of the guests where they're at because I've been in spaces where I didn't do interviews, and then I'm like I didn't realize that it's like they made me a, a father at pass or something like that, or they just got a promotion that scopes the interview, so you can help read where you need to go with it. So the the question, my 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 filler question is always, think through last week. Um, think of a moment which you learned something, right? Good or bad. Share with us that moment and what you learned. That's a big question. It was a moment in the last week mm-hmm. or the last couple of weeks. You can do last couple <laughs> weeks, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh. I, I'll give a, and it's kind of related to another time where I guess I lived into my mantra, but recently um, deciding to leave my, not leave my job, but to move into part-time mm-hmm. at my full-time job um, was like a, was a big moment for me mm-hmm. in the last, you know, couple of weeks, few weeks. Um, I'm getting, I'll be getting paid less, mm-hmm. but I also have more time to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, what did I learn? Yeah. 
that my hustle is incomparable, you know, and mm-hmm. that I can always manifest things like I have a lot. I have power in myself and in my community and like my family and my friends. Um, and I can manifest other things that will bring me that mu- that they can fill that gap and more. And really, I just got to believe in myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 and. Uh, Remember that I'm a legend, like Greg E. Hill, like G. Hill. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go ahead and jump in, man. And I know we have our our three part, but in regards to that, do you think it's difficult sometimes from a creative and from an artist, and you can speak specifically through your lens of recognizing the value you add? Because I see it all the time. I see phenomenal, talented artists that either even if they're not even if it's not financially where they're undercharging, but also even if they're they're making good money, but then they they don't feel they feel valueless or they don't understand what, and then there's some of the opposite end. They feel they adding so much. It's like bro, just because you sold that piece, you ain't that it ain't nothing deep. There's nothing with it. But it's always a conflict as an artist because I, th- I feel like when I think of artistry and stuff like that, I think one thing that comes to mind they feel things differently than than regular people. So sometimes you you're not. You don't think 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 of things at face value. Like what you did with Black August, that was art. What you and your team and everybody else around, that was art. Like who, bro? In Durham, bro, like it's a whole day where it was just black joy, like for everybody, not just ten people. And they, some people talk about it, like, bro, like it was everybody in all walks of life, atheists, Christians, all this other stuff. And it's like, but then you probably can in the two days later be like, feels this maybe could empty and like, why I do this or we could have did this better and this and that. And it's like in projects you put. Tens of thousands of hours in, and you like tens of thousands of hours, but you spent a lot of time, man. <laughs> right? I got, I got, I, I got in that preacher tale. You start just saying stuff. It's like, bro, I get a million you. hours. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, why is it so? Why does it sometimes feel like progress or value is grasping? Um, there were a lot of things said in that statement, uh, <laughs> but I think, um, I mean, I think what you said about artists being sensitive, like to be. So what we were saying the other day mm-hmm. about making art to heal yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the best art is the art you put yourself into and that heals you and it feeds back into you. But that's like a lot of labor. And when you're that introspective or when you're creating that vulnerably, you're also open to like all of the insecurities and you're, you're constantly like dealing with those things. And so to be that open also means you're like, bring, you're taking in a lot that can, that can, that can lead you to not feel your value particularly in a society a society where mm-hmm. um our value we're taught you know that our value it has a dollar amount mm-hmm. um and so you know i think um it's like that dichotomy like you gotta starve an artist because you know they got their value tied up in this like monet in this this monetary thing when they're inherently valuable right and so if you're not getting the money then you or you're not getting the praise as it's quantified by our society then you might feel valueless, right? And so it's kind of that a chicken and egg thing. But then once, like you said, when they get on, then don't nobody want. They can't. Can't nobody say nothing to them because they feeling themselves because they got that validation from what from the, in the ways that the system has told us they were valuable. And so I think, like we were saying before, like, and I'm gonna give this to Monet Marshall. She said, you know, she hustling like creating for the gilded mac and cheese, and that's you know, in translation, like. That's the accolades of the people that we're accountable to. Like, I'm accountable to my community. I'm accountable to black people. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable to my family. Accountable to my friends. Um, my loved ones, right? My partner. And so, 
like if we when when they tell like you know when your mama tell you how well you did mm-hmm. and you like shit yeah I, I am a good person mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right thanks mama you know like that means so much more than like you know and long over the long haul and that means so much more than like you know a random award or you know you get a feature in a <clears> magazine <throat> that's cool but like when you, when you come home like when I would come home or when I'm at my mom's crib and she's like yo Derek I'm so proud of y'all. Like what you did, what you're doing is beautiful. And I'm so happy like about the man that you're becoming and the man you've grown into. Uh, and I just can't believe it sometimes. You know, she says that that's like, that's the, that's the accolade that really resonates, you know? Um, and so like when you're doing it for the gilded Mac, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it, it should hit different. You know what I'm saying? And so, and your art is better because you're not creating something to be consumed. You're creating something to heal yourself and you're creating something to tell a story. Um, and because you're true to like your ethic is 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 account you're accountable to the people you're telling stories with or about, and you're accountable to your own values and how you're healing yourself and how you create for yourself, you know, the product is is better. Um, and so and then also the praise is the people because you're you're because you're what you're creating is an accountability to the things that you really value when they are appreciate um, those things or when you appreciate your own thing because you're accountable to yourself as well, it hits different, you know what I'm saying? And so I think I lost the question, but... No, but it, 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 <laughs> I think one thing that I've always lived by where, unfortunately, sometimes you can't get criticized for it, but I've always, and Zoe can account for everybody know, I've always, I wouldn't be the first person to big myself up. Because I, I know there's enough people to, to tear it down, even myself tear it down. I said, no, I'm, I'm a legend. I said that at 16, at 17, at 18, 19. I repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Because, like, I'm not, I just, I, I was focused on never letting the world tell me otherwise. Because if not, if you put value in, in money or other stuff, that stuff can easily get, get taken away at any point. And it is hard, though, because our culture has is, is been set on it from, from for the time you're intentionally set. From the time you are in your womb, even before then, because the people, the stuff that they're eating and stuff like that, that your parents eating to feed you is not necessarily from the core, right? And then you grow up in this society and it's like, when you try to bring out the mainframe, and it, you trying to bring out the mainframe at 30. It's like, damn, bro, like the mainframe is in there. It's in, it's in you now. You can get a little bit out. But I really, I really do be thinking literally about the matrix. Like, and do you really want to get tapped in all the way out the matrix or halfway out the matrix? How do you focus how do you guard yourself from being lost in art, though? Because as you can you can easily just go down a rabbit hole. Now you just so expressive, where it's just like, yo, yeah. I mean, think about the matrix. Like, do you want to live in the world where they was underground and like on some can't you, you know, some brand new day type shit, <laughs> or do you want to be able to like tap in and learn kung fu? Like, what's more exciting? You know, that's uh-huh. a temp. That's that's his own temptation. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so it's like, do we want to actually unplug? Like it's hard to you know it's hard. That's you right. It's hard because I mean the, the the thing about I I consider that the the kung fu they were able to create anything right. I think they kind of like wealth. It says well hey, I want to do a shoot. I got five cameras. We get the whole team and we can create phenomenal art instead of then you having to go through a hey, so we just gonna piece this together. We got one day whatever. You learn more about that. You feel more exhilarated about that rather than you make a call and then. Video team's here. All right, cool. We on time for everything. Everything works out perfectly. All right, Derek, good, good to go. Hey, all right, brother, peace. Like, 
there's te- this this story and pride and that tension of dang bro like all right gee we supposed to meet at 2 30 oh it's gonna be 8 30 now all right cool and then this it may seem not trying to be too deep but it's there's something in that right adjusting a fly you seeing a, a, a chance interactions you feel me yeah, yeah it's a flow it's definitely a flow even just thinking about coming here earlier versus later like um there are things that I've done that have that are like put me in a whole new space for the evening. <laughs> so I might have, you know, coming off the little the little uh, the live stream I did with the art space earlier. Like I, I was thinking more about that stuff, uh-huh. but since then, like had a little argument with my partner. Uh-huh. You know, like to try, you know, kind of walk. I got I got more time tonight, bro. We just let it go. I was like, something something was off about that statement. <laughs> Hold up, hold up, what? My night is cleared up. We have e- unlimited G. I said, I know we cool. I know you expect the podcast, but hell no, nah, bro. I don't know, nah, no. Nah. Bros don't play like that. I know BE bros, bro. Nah, bro. We gotta now cut, all of a sudden, we, we got to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. I was messing with uh, Nah, but you know, you know, things happen. Like, yeah. you know, like life happens, yeah. right? And so, you know, you got to try, try to be like water. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying to go with the flow, bro. Trying to make it work. So, and also, like, that's the darkness, right? So, you knew, you know, shit happens. Like, oh, we got to push it back, you know, schedule changes. You know, got to be like, what? I mean, I might not have come, but you would have still had to go on and do your thing and make mm-hmm. it work without me. You know, so either way, you know, you know, that's life. That's the nature of life. It's conflict, like we were saying the other day, you know. When we talk about vastness um, of black holes and whatnot, I, I always, for some reason, the word ego comes to mind. And I know... From my perspective, artistry requires certain certain amounts of ego. But then I said, what the world, what does ego mean to me? What the freak is the definition of ego? And I had to backtrack and I was like, yo, I never identified it. So what does ego mean to you? Um, and do you think it's necessary to 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 in your artwork and 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 necessary for for growth in certain contexts? I guess, I mean, when I hear ego, I think about it and I think in the ways that we're told to think about it. And so I can, I usually operate with that definition of it. So I don't necessarily need to seek to like reframe the mm-hmm. word, but so I think of ebro, e, ebro. <laughs> I think of ego is, is more, when I think of that word, um, I think about, you know, kind of that self-righteousness or that, um, you know, heightened sense of self of where you're in self-importance, right? Um, and so work moving from that definition, I think I wrestle with this too. And that kind of goes back to the, the conversation around the mac and cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I want to say that as ab- absolute, I think there's a world where that's true, but I think when I'm moving and I'm wrestling with this cause I'm moving, I think I'm moving into a different space. Um, I think you also I think it's really maybe even the, the other side around being really vulnerable. Um and because when I think about the the best art and the, even in what I'm creating now at this residency, it's like I just been sitting and building with my niggas, yo, and other artists and and like that's where I'm really touching base and like tapping into something that I that is already starting to manifest into the work that I'm really proud of. And the best art that I've made has come from a similar energy. That don't mean you can't make good art or really important big art, right? Mm-hmm. That 
people love. And then we'll talk about maybe even longer than some of the stuff that you really think is good, you know, because we can't necessarily control that. But um, I think the best stuff is the stuff that where you really surrender your ego and are, uh, and this is the mantra I was going to say before, but like embrace being a beginner, you know, um, I think we talked about, we, we really hit the podcast like the other day. Yeah, when we, we, was in the we hit a lick, we hit a lick. <laughs> but, um, you know, embracing being a beginner. Um, and I might sound like a broken record because I said it the other day, but it's something I really believe in. And since I've embraced being a beginner, which to me has meant like finding mentors who are younger and older than me, um, finding, um, being in community with people who have less and more experience than me. Less and more. Not just being a, I need, I need people that are 10 times better than me. And it's yeah, like, that's you party, let, if I can't get nothing from you, then I don't need to be around you. And we, I think that I see a lot in the culture is like, if I can't win, if I can't get come up, then we don't really need to discuss. That's, that's crazy to me. That's the, the opposite of how I want to be, how I want to be in community. Like when I think about, um, uh, when I think about like there's this young boy who's a photographer, uh, graduated from Duke. He invited me to do a Zoom call with photographers because he likes my work. And I have been low key, I've been peeping his work in different places too. I was like, damn, he's dope too. Like, not just because I can get something from it, but like, you know, he reached out and was basically looking for like some keys and some mentorship in some way. Not that I got all the damn photo photography keys necessarily, but <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of experience in like shit, who am I not to get out of the way? You yeah. know. Even thinking about like ideas and just go back to the conversation we were having with Vic, like when we kind of were not necessarily on the same page even, but just the idea of like not owning ideas. Like I don't, I don't need to own all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. There's enough for all of us, you know, um, now, you know, being in a white space and white people stealing your ideas, that's connected to a whole different legacy. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, that's a bigger conversation, but you know, the idea that like I need to own everything or like, you know, all my ideas are proprietary. Like, I got a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. I give a lot of shit away, mm -hmm. you know. A lot of shit has been given away to me, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, if if I really think about myself being in a community, if I really want, like, a better world, right? Like, why do, who am I to hold on to this shit that I think is dope? Especially if I don't have the capacity to execute, like... But, you I know, think, get that shit away, bro. Do people, really want, a, do people really want a better world, though? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Like, because I mean, I see right now we say, I mean, I do. That's what I'm, you know, you do. And that's, yeah. And that, let me just stay right there because I go yeah. left. Um, I know. So let's go, let's go where, let's go back in the script where we were going with the whole thing, man. Um, but I love the energy from just the first thing because I mean, this is, uh, this is going to be a very complex podcast. Are y'all, y'all, some people, y'all like, whoa. Some people are like, yo, this is, I love this, this is food. Well, the people that's food, come here, we got more food. People that's not, y'all can come back to another podcast. Like, I'm, I really, I'm not, after 100 episodes, I'm not really, like, trying to find pockets. I can easily get 10 people that say, hey, six steps to become a multimillionaire. They can blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I'm not, like, the coach don't need no more of that, bro. I'm done with that, bro. You can find them on YouTube all day in the ad space. They don't, yeah, bro, it's a lot of steps, bro. Like, I. YouTube, you know, go to YouTube and they got all these things like, bro, I know, like, bro, I know a lot of these guys, they made, of course you got 1.5 million in revenue. You spent $958,000 on ads. Like, I know, I know people that into work in that space. Like, no, you did not just, it wasn't in one click, boom. That ad is just, it's a lot more to it. But um, let's, let's double back, man. I think over the last couple of years, I've seen 
from afar, right? But I think there's, there's something about learning from afar and as well. Like I think I'm we we may not talk for two years, but I, I'm hip enough. I see a post, I see something like that. I moved by because I knew it coming from a real place, and I saw just your your growth. And now I want to talk about part one of this is uh you're like bro you sound like a pastor but we just did twenty minutes to twenty five minute part one like bro for real for real how long um, has um, no, no. it been that long <laughs> <laughs> they're like bro like you like know like they, like, they have the intro like I got three points three points bro you done went forty minutes bro like I'm hungry the stomach growling past it like point number one and they gonna get their time um they always got time bro. <laughs> but. I wanted. I want. I did want to broach um, the topic in general. Is how have you grown, and what are the what are the areas of growth for you in regards to um, masculinity and just blackness in general? Man, and that's I, a vast question. The blackness part, but masculinity is kind of spot. Well, I just narrow it to my personal growth. Yeah, so that, that <laughs> slightly yeah. less vast, <laughs> but. Uh, I hit the blackness first. Um, I think uh, I remember when I was at T and I was part of the history club and this was like my awakening, right? Uh, this is where I, I was introduced to a lot of different texts, you know, black um, and Afrocentric texts that I had not been introduced to as a young person, you know. Um, this was a time where um, I was introduced to like radical action, and so um, you know, as in terms of advocating for things and, and demanding things in community, um, mm -hmm. so it was a transformative period. Um, coming out of school, like I, rem I feel like I was a little like self righteous in my pro blackness, right? <laughs> Hard to imagine, isn't <laughs> not, <laughs> but um, you know. Uh, and and judgy, you know, for lack of a better word, it was judgy. Um, and like and like we were saying before, like you know, sometimes you can be a way and still be successful, um, but that don't make that way the right way or the best way. Like they say in the Mandalorian, that you know, this is the way. Um, you got to cut that. Out. I'm sorry, bro. I'm <laughs> get real nerdy. Uh, but you know, I think. Um, that wasn't the best way for me um, to be to operate, mm -hmm. and I don't know if there was what pivotal moment, series of moments, and conversations, um, experiences, and years, whatever. But just coming into my maturity, my wisdom, I think, and wisdom of others. Um, you know, it, who 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 am I serving by being that way, right? Um, and so I think having a, like growing and maturing, I have I have much more compassion for people. Um, who are maybe not as aligned with me politically um, or, you know, yeah, mostly talking about blackness, but around politically around what, like what blackness is and what it means and what it should be, you know? And so uh, I have a lot more compassion for people and their humanity and their own past and growth. Um, and also there's a humility in like, I don't know every damn thing. Shit. Who am I to say X is right? All I can do is work towards what I believe in. And so, um, and try to learn as much as I can. And so I think uh, that has opened a lot more doors and helped me build a community with a lot more people. Um, and I've learned a lot more, right? And I've and my lens has, to, my socio-political lens, particularly around my blackness has evolved and grown and been stretched and torn, right? And, um, and gotten stronger. And so 
I think, um, again, kind of going back to that conversation around humil- around ego, like my ego said, oh, I know something and I'm right. And, you know, but, you know, that doesn't actually get you to the world that you want or to the person that you want to be, you know, um, and, keep, and it stunts your growth. Uh, and the same thing with my masculinity, maybe not so explicitly with like around masculinity, because I don't even know that at least in the circles I was in, we weren't like explicitly talking about like black masculinity. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a conversation. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's been a conversation um, from multiple angles for a long, for, you know, forever. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like I came into those conversations within the last really six years. Um, definitely after college, which better for worse. I feel good about the, this new generation because they getting some, they getting a lot of stuff younger yeah. and make a lot more better decisions. decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's exciting. Um, and that's another one thing, like learning from these kids, like, you know, they, they got it a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm a lot more mature and, and that compassion, and I, cause I, and I need that compassion from others, especially when I think about like, not that I was, I don't consider myself to have been a terrible dude, but like I've not made always made great decisions. Like, mm-hmm. um, and white supremacy and patriarchy are a part of our society and they're a part of me, um, and, and how I operate. And that's those are both things I'm trying to dismantle within myself and within society. And so, um, you know, it's a journey. Uh, you know, I can think, especially being the bros, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Talk about like if toxic masculinity was a phrase that was that that I was aware of. Like, damn, the bros is is the epitome <laughs> of toxic masculinity, bro. Oh, In a lot bro, of ways, bro. you know what I'm saying. And so, you know, and not exclusively the bros, but yeah. like that's definitely an environment where that where that that behavior thrives mm-hmm. and can thrive if if gone it's developed it's cultivated and it's, and it's cultivated yeah right and it, you know it's packaged <laughs> manufactured branded you know what I'm saying so <laughs> uh you know and so dismantling some of that while uh you know after school is is, is hard right because there's a lot of relationships tied up to that so um and thinking back to just a lot of the behavior, it's like, fuck, man, we was out here. And I and I was the bruh that people were like, man, come on, bees. Whatever, but you know, even but even as that bruh, as that individual who's seen as more, you know, conscious or whatever, still still living in that way. Um, and you know, I think uh I don't know, man. I think uh to answer your question, maybe but a little better, I think I I've grown a lot and and the biggest area of growth is realizing it's like it's work. It's always work. And, you know, um, and so being in community with people and having the courage to like admit when you're wrong mm-hmm. and having the courage to like hold your brothers and your people accountable, right? And, and having the courage, that this in some ways the real courage is to still be in community with people and, but in loving community with people. Um, I think that's the hardest thing. We see somebody or know somebody that's done something or that's doing something wrong, um, not just canceling them, but being in loving community. And I'm not putting that onus on anybody, but like the individual to choose who they choose to be in loving community with, because that's labor. You can't do that with everybody. Um, so I'm not saying like, oh, we shouldn't cancel R. Kelly because, you know, this is just love. That's not what I'm saying. But... <laughs> 
hopefully, yeah. you know, and I, I'm not a Christian, but if you if you're a Christian, like, I hope you feel like somebody. I assume we still think his soul is redeemable, and that would be, you know. So, you know, how do we, how do we, re, where, where do we make space for people to be redeemed, um, in a, in a, in an authentic way? And I hope this doesn't sound like I'm being an apologist. That's definitely not what I'm trying to be. I mean, uh, but, but the thing but, is, you know, but I'm, I'm talking about for myself yeah. and, and the people that I love and that I'm, and that I'm accountable to. Yeah. That I hope, um, that I also that are also accountable to me. That's like a real commitment to be. You know, um. man, I, I be feeling though sometimes, man, that people take such hard stances, and I I get it to a certain extent. But I'm like, man, if your whole day was documented, right, in your own house, your thoughts was documented, dangerous. Like, what? Were you, <laughs> how, how would people feel? Like, if, like, how would people feel about your actions? Yeah, and I think it's very easy. That's why I think. It's hard. I know accountability is key, but it's very easy, and I see it all the time on social media. People just rail off and go off on past, and I'm like, "Yeah, how 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 can you take that stance? Where if if the same lens was on you and your dealings, let's keep it a hundred. Yeah, would you not be canceled in certain situations? Yeah, I'll be seeing people, and I know them. I'm like, no, I know you deep now. I know you you on that you on it now, bro, but. No, bro. How can you have it both ways, bro? Why do we have? Why do we hold certain people to the fire so hard? I mean, hey, get them out of here. No, but our own lives, we just let just go wherever, bro. But if you think about it, that's not really holding them to the fire. I mean, you might fuck up some shit they got going on, but the real fire is being me being like, "Gee, hell, yo, what's good, man? Like, what's let's really figure out what's going on with you." And this is hypothetical, y'all. <laughs> but like, you know, what you did, like, that's that's not right, man. You know, and how can I support you in, in like getting your shit together, right? That's a real convo. That's harder. That's way harder and way more of a commitment, way more labor and energy than like, F <laughs> you know, like canceling niggas yeah. on, on the internet or even on your friend chat. You know, like that's it's easy to talk shit. And I also on the other side of that though, right? Like there's real hurt and harm that's that's being done to people, whether that's like sexual violence, whether that's racial violence, whether that's like massive, whatever, you know, there's real violence and harm being done to people in our society, right? And so when you're the victim of that harm, well, we just went from warm to cold, like that's it. <laughs> my fault. Uh, we, <laughs> the light. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we we <laughs> Well, man, yeah. <laughs> you froze it, bro. You froze it. You, 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 you can't just change the light color on me. You know, being into the lights, but he's he peaked early. He's like, bro. <laughs> he did go cool on me. He did go cool Oh, that's crazy. That's my went, bad, yo. You can't cool. even cut that in. No, we, no, we all, it's, it's all good. Rough. Rough. But no, so, so what I was saying is, there's people, you know, when you're the victim of uh, of trauma, right? Uh, and and we, I'm going to scale it up to patriarchy, but think about black people. We're the victim of a lot of racial trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's reasonable. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm trying to get it, bro. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's reasonable that that people can that people lash out. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that's what people should do. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, uh, but or that's not and that's not necessarily what I choose to do or even what I'm necessarily driven to because my personal disposition. But I understand and I have compassion for people who are angry and lashing out on how they on something traumatic or, or, or in response to a violence done to them. And so particularly with men, right, and with black men on the internet, we, it, 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 and as a black man, I, be, I feel a little bit of that pain every time, like, they could get, t- get knocked down because it's like, after he did something that was drawling or harmful, let's just say more specifically, it was harmful and, or violent to somebody, right? Um, because as a black man, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I don't feel a little bit attacked, but, Bruh. But, I, but you also have to understand, like, shit, man, niggas got PTSD. Mm-hmm. Women have, you know, PTSD from dealing with black men. Mm-hmm. And black men have PTSD from dealing with black women. Yeah, but it's different. How is it different? It's different because we're, we're not just talking about like interpersonal like relations. We're talking about like the, the mechanism of patriarchy and how it affects our society. And so um, there was a meme that went out and said black men are the white men of the, of the black community, <laughs> which was very controversial, right? But basically saying like, I mean, when... Like, when you think about how many black women die at the hands of black men in their own homes, like the numbers are disproportionate mm-hmm. on the other side of that that yeah. equation, right? Um, and so, as much as there is, as much as we all receive issues as black people, black women receive a, a very uh, specific type of uh, violence and, and impact and trauma as as women specifically, right? And so we can't discount that, and we have to acknowledge that and acknowledge that even if we're not the primary perpetrator of said violence, right? There are ways that we perpetuate it in our culture, like we're saying with the brothers. Like, yeah. um, I'm not saying brothers out here raping people, but in a lot of ways we perpetuate rape culture, right? And that's not just our brothers, that's like, you know, the culture, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think once you increase that, once you realize that it's a system, like it's like, all right, I feel I feel less in, attacked individually. I feel more driven to hold myself accountable for the ways that I perpetuate this system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel more empowered to dismantle it. And so um, you, it's okay to feel attacked. Sometimes, you know, you feel an attack because we, you know, we, a lot of times we feel attacked is because we know we did something, yeah, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, it's close to home. It's like, close, hold on, bro. It's, it's a little it's closer than you would like. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man. Why they coming for the brothers? Because like, the brothers be doing fucked up stuff. And, yeah. and you know, that's a reality we got we to gotta deal with. And I'm not saying I'm like the nigga that's, you know, leading that revolution. But um, we talking about it. And this is, you know, and this is work I'm committed to doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm committed to trying to improve on how I do it. Um. And not just, you know, when we get a daughter or not yeah. just our mothers, you yeah. know, not just like <laughs> our all queens, of, our, you know, <laughs> not just like this respectable idea of what a woman should be, but just all women like, you know, that's like queer women, that's trans women. Right. It's not just like the woman that we can easily like see ourselves with or this immediately in our community It's everybody, you know, is deserving of. Um, compassion and um, you know, and deserving of the of us of us putting in the labor to try to dismantle the things that are set out to harm them. In the same way that we want white people to like commit to dismantling white supremacy, like it's like it's not their labor to it's not our labor to do. I mean, mm-hmm. we're gonna do that labor because we're trying to live and survive. 
But it's like, this is white supremacy. Like, release some of that power, you know, mm-hmm. let go of your power. Mm-hmm. Um, you do the work, white people, you know, you yeah. do the work, black men. Like, we all have our privileges that we need to acknowledge. And I don't want to say privilege, but we all have our station that we need to acknowledge and do the work to dismantle the thing that creates that separation in our station, separation station. Sorry. That's a a lot to unpack, man. But I think that's uh, everything you said was spot on, man. Um, And I think it it came from a righteous, righteous indignation. I just want to say it. I don't know if that applies, but it sounds. I'm trying like, to be less self righteous. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to present all of that as as, as much as I I know. You know, you know. Man, so let's, I've been a fuck boy before. Yeah, yeah. We we are. Uh, you know. I think that's a that's a that's you gotta a, say that. That's bro. a that's a shirt right there. I've been a fuck boy before. Well, I'm not gonna wear that on a t-shirt, but <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Uh, I'm but, not wearing that. <laughs> but, I don't know if you use it. But I'm saying it on your podcast. That's probably worse. <laughs> More niggas gonna see a podcast and they gonna see me listen to your podcast than they see me walking around. You know what I'm so I don't know what I just did, but it's that it's out there. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you gotta acknowledge that shit because you can't heal unless you ask the hard questions and, and admit the truth to yourself. Like I said, that's that's easier than me. Like just being out here, you know, doing the good work for the for the community, like and not acknowledging my own. That's the and role. That's, that's that's huge right there. I think that's where a lot of fraternal organizations play. Where we hey we we we're the good guys. We yeah. come and we save. We we cut checks. We do this. We smile. We take pics. We with kids. But it's like, are we doing the hard work inside of our homes? With our with our sons, with our spouses, with our with our our relationships, uh, with our partners, however we deem, because there's a lot of I think that's the that's the gear in the in the in the culture right now, especially in the black community, where even in families, they're not there's a lot of hard conversations that are not being had. Like, yeah, uh, I was in a multiple conversations the other week where, I mean, bro, you had aunts just just had babies with uncles, you had. Stuff that you wouldn't even imagine happening in families that never get talked about, but it's creating divides that are still there. Yeah, and it's like, man, like not to say every candidate, every 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 family gonna be a red table talk where everybody just, but but even that shit is kind of fucked up because I feel like they be talking a lot of healing, but like I don't know, I don't believe it. I don't. Necess- I mean, it's, it's good. I think it's overall good for the culture, but. It's some of it all. I'm like, you, you, it's almost like weaponizing healing talk, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? In a way, it's almost like when people be like real religious and then be like, well, you know, and then they like just it's like at a certain point, you got to change it. The behavior got to be different, yeah. Like you, you can't, can't sermonize <laughs> everything, bro. It's sermon and everything. I know it's a lesson, but also that was fucked up, dog. Let's hold you, let's, let's, let's accountability is different, but they try to dodge. Jada is trying to dodge all accountability and, and trying to put it in a pocket of just general healing and aesthetic and try to get deep. It's like, no, you could just say, you can get to the healing, but say, boy, I just, that was not right. Yeah, and I'm a Cuban man. I ain't even, I ain't watched that. Oh, no, I, I wasn't about to. But that, I saw, no, no, no. no. But I've watched a few of them, a few of the joints, and that's, that'd be kind of the vibe. I'm like, uh, all right. This is not necessarily where I'm going to get my, my, like, <laughs> my healing from. My healing from, you know, but I think it is. It's touching a, a pulse of people that you know want to open, 
I think it is good modeling of, how, of having hard conversations mm-hmm. in some ways too. But I don't know. It's not for me. But it's it's, it's cool. I think that's what I took from it. It's, it's, it's a good. It is a good model for. Yeah. I mean, they're having it in their own way because that's we don't know their concept and their 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 depth. That might be the depth that they love with their own. You feel me? Um, but I think that is. I think that that it it did show us the culture. Like, okay, we are gonna have these conversations publicly. Doesn't mean there's going to be scripted and narrative that we would like. Yeah. But they like we didn't we didn't we didn't run too far. We had we addressed it to some degree because they they and yeah we're not, it ain't about red table talk. But I mean I think that's <laughs> something weird. I'm like oh we didn't get, we didn't, we we it's for Joe Button territory, bro. Right. Yeah, bro. Like I'm like we for two dudes that ain't watch it. I mean, I've seen, I've seen before. I just had to see that episode. You see some clips and some memes, and you see what other people's reacting, and then you know, with nuclear, you're like, yo, nah, <laughs> no healing is getting more right, done. Yeah. Nah, but you know, I, I think the show in general, I think is, is oh yeah. Anyway, we, we, anyway, we, you figured, you fixed that in post. Nah, man, he's like, it's nah, crazy. man, it's a stream. The whole artist, how the artist. Uh, art, the, uh, corporate cats we ain't talk about post artists they like bro they trying to re-edit redact it's like ain't no redaction bro that's cause the corporate niggas already hitting you with their corporate <laughs> answer you got me loose got me open you gonna nah. have me fucked up gonna have me fucked up on the internet dog see chill out bro <laughs> like yo bees man I thought he was dead bro chill out bro and he started talking about red safety <laughs> Bunch of love, bunch of love, uh, bro. Shit. <laughs> All in the sauce, bro. All your social social creatures be like, man, I can't really fool with that boy bees, bro. <laughs> no, 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 social. Oh, but man, let's go to um. One thing I definitely want to talk about is um um from a a, a business, and I I hate to use the B word around artists because they get real cringy about the business. This is not a business. This is my life work. How can you quantify my life work? What I'm like, I get it, bro. I just, I just, I don't shoot the messenger. Um, but <laughs> from right now, the current projects you're working on, man, like talk us through, cause I think one, two things, and these are my only two questions for this. Um, your creative style, how has it been developed and cultivated? Cause I've, I've seen it grow and now it's like the more anamorphs type of deal. It's with the hands, with the faces. It's like, it's, it's a, it's experience, man. It's a, Word. it's a signature. And I know I'm, I'm not as deep in it. So you might say, Hey bro, this is 10 signatures. I, I just copied the swag, but I'm like, but like, for me, it's like, Oh, that's bees right there. I know it's bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also too, <laughs> um, after that, let's, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the um the the newest venture you're a part of and kind of expose that all right well appreciate it um yeah you know I, I think so my grandfather was an amateur photographer he had a bunch of cameras he passed away like 2001 mm-hmm. um and I had his cameras in a bag and then finally when I moved down to Atlanta I took him with me mm-hmm. you know and I kind of like in a lot of ways it was kind of reconnected with him because you know I never really knew him as a mature individual as an adult mm-hmm. and so. Kind of way to reconnect with him, and so you know, got one of them fixed. Got one of his cameras cleaned and fixed. Uh, started shooting, and that's when I really started connecting more with my artistry, uh, with myself as an artist. Um, you know, when I was in second grade, I was like, I'm gonna be an artist, and I'm gonna be a basketball player and a baseball player, <laughs> and I'm gonna go to UNC and do. You know, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna go to both. Which is Dur- Bull City blasphemy. <laughs> I'm gonna go to UNC and Duke. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I still play recreational softball, but basketball ended in the seventh grade in an official capacity. Uh, <laughs> oh, you uh, yeah, I got. It. You played on team in seventh grade, though? Nah, that's what I'm saying. It ended when I got cut. I didn't make the team. <laughs> the warm up, bro. J. Cole, and then I kept playing baseball. But anyway, um, uh. <laughs> Anyway, so when I got, when I was, um, that was kind of like the return of me to my creative practice. Um, and then I started getting into woodwork. One of my favorite artists and friend and former middle school colleague, uh, Stephen Hayes, who's also a Durham artist. Uh, was really dope. Um, Durham bass artist. Um, and uh, I was like, yo, I'm trying to make something for the crib. And so he kind of peeped me to some like woodworking techniques. And then I made like my first wood piece. And it was like a, a kind of a copy of like the most deaf album cover where he's like this and he's got the, the hand on the face, the new danger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was um, like the first between that and like getting into the photography. It's like, OK, I think I'm kind of a, I'm an artist now. I'm like I'm getting it. I'm like back in, into my art bag a little bit. Um, <clears throat> fast forward a little bit. I moved back to Durham. And really, it was a, for me, it was an opportunity, kind of like going to college. Like, you go to a new town, you can kind of reinvent yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I work full-time. You know, my, my day job is working with college students. Um, and I always tell them, like, yo, like, this is an opportunity for you to be the version of yourself that you were scared to be mm-hmm. um, when you were in high school. Like, yeah, it's a new new playground. Don't nobody know you, mm-hmm. you know. It's sometimes hard to reinvent yourself and to change, you know, when you're changing publicly. Like, but I do say, you know what I'm saying, but when you... When you have a drastic change like that, you have an opportunity to like to be a different version of yourself. And I I, I was intentional about doing that. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm Derek. I'm a visual artist. And, you know, also, yeah, you know, and so shit. like it wasn't. I'm I, I dabble. I know I'm a yeah, visual artist. You know, I just leaned into it a little more uh, aggressively. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I started investing back into it. Uh, we Facetime with Chuck. He talking about my dusty studio, but like that was my. That was part of me, like investing in myself. Like I'm gonna pay this hundred dollars a month for this little dusty space, but it allowed me to like work into my practice. And um, so really, my my practice has been an evolution of me investing in myself um, and believing in myself. But I think um, you know, then I transitioned. We started doing black arts in the park. I had the little black joy pop ups and started doing other things. And black genius to work with. Shout out to the the black genius. There's a lot of black things here. It's a lot of the visual wisdom. Yeah. Um, we're working on a project with them right now. It's about to be very cool for back to school. But anyway, I'm excited. Uh, I need to get some gear. Hey, Will, text me back, bro. I'm trying to say some bad about to get gear, but y'all, you know, get... man, bro. Will, Will is busy, bro. Bro, I'm busy too, bro. Uh, no, man. Accountability. <laughs> I get, nah, bro. Uh, uh, nah, I'm trying to buy me, stuff. Me I, and Will been it. trying to ride bikes for like two nah, months. Hey, you ain't gonna ride bikes with Will, bro. No way. No way. No I, way. No we way. do it every once in a while, man. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, taking investing in myself by putting myself in situations to develop my craft has been really important. So even taking that part time thing with Village of Wisdom, I didn't necessarily need the part time money. Cause I was working full time and that was enough at the moment, mm-hmm. but I did need an opportunity to like develop my skills. So I was like, I'm gonna take this gig and I'm gonna like develop some skills and try some new things and present myself as an expert. And they believed in me and we were able to do 
some some pretty cool stuff with them. Um, and then when it was time to go, like I had to succumb to the darkness, bro. I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to leave. Also, because you know, you realize you're in a place and you're not really putting in a hundred percent. It's like I gotta go because uh-huh. I respect this too much to like to give anything less. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, uh you know, I started getting back into my digital uh, creation. And that's what you were saying with the animal. <laughs> but, you know, like the, the photo manipulations. And to me, they're kind of mani- they're kind of um, the mashups are really me trying to articulate how I feel about the person in the mashup and or um, like their their work or their like style of creating. Did you get some dope photos when you went? We did. I ain't matched them up yet, but you're you going to be you about to be a victim. You know, you're about to turn into a transformer. Thank I mean, that's when you know you made it. That's, <laughs> my, that's, that's the culture. That's the culture. I mean, shoot. I mean, uh, but uh, no, I, I, but so I think, I mean, that's, that's a big question, but I think, um, you know, the woodwork, the cultural organizing, the design stuff. And I think as, as I've come into all of those things, I'm starting to like just blend them together more. Um, and it takes time. Yeah. What's your th- I know we, we're going to get to the newest venture, but what's your concept on time now? Because that stuff takes time to be able to, now it's all starting to kind of come together. But it's like, where's well, any point where you're like, is it ever going to come together? So I think there was a point, and honestly, this is maybe a lesson from Black August in a part. Um, but like, like I was saying before about being a beginner mm-hmm. and like, it's like okay, and some in my professional career, like I'm not a beginner. Like I'm a mid career professional. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I expect and need certain things that reflect that because of the work that I put in, and I, I have certain ways that I move. But when you're a beginner, uh, when you're a beginner, you know you move different. Right. Um, you ask more. You ask more. Que- well, you should always be asked a question. But, yeah, but you, you know, you, you have a certain you have a different energy about pursuing knowledge and like pursuing, like refining your craft. And so I think it's OK to be in beginner mode and it's OK to be in like seasoned professional mode and depending on where you are with that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you it's not like a linear thing. Right. But I think, you know, you got to know when they go back into beginner mode and like discover something new and have the humility to say, I don't know. And to like, like as a 34 year old, you know, I hope I'm not too old for the minority the trailblazers. Right, a 58 year old. I know. Early, I know. So he said, we... he said young black folks. Did he say in the intro? I was like, Look, I'm man, 30, bro. Dang, bro. Uh, young like. bitch, you know, <laughs> uh, getting up there. My partner's like, damn, bro, you about to be 35 in September. You, you almost 40. I was like, bro. Yeah. Fall back, first of all. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's the start of the argument. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> uh, nah, but uh, we, um, you know, as a 34-year-old, I want to be more accomplished as an artist. And so says the ego, right? But um, also, like, fuck that. Yo, Are you not like, accomplished enough, bro? I mean, you know, depending on how you measure that, right? Yeah. You know, but, you know, like... In my dreams, you know, we were saying go, you know, do too, go too hard, do too much, <laughs> go super saying, you know. So I think, you know, there's a level I want to be on in terms of impact, in terms of, <laughs> and in terms of like uh, the scale I want to create at, the the grants I want to get, the residencies I want to go, the places I want to travel to make art, the people I want to collaborate with, like 
and I don't want to even say there's a level I want to be on, but there are different people that I don't have access to now and different things and experience I don't have access to now, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You know, I, the thing I learned in a more corporate or nonprofit environment was like how to pace your shit out and create a plan to execute, you know? So, all right, if I want a residency here, I need two residencies here. Mm-hmm. And while I'm on that journey, I'm going to like put myself into that shit mm-hmm. and really develop myself and get the skills and, and things that I need to mm-hmm. be successful. And so like, you know, we all know this, but like the, the journey is the, it's the journey. It's not the destination anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you're always looking for the destination, you'll never, you know, you'll never get there because you're always trying to get to a new destination. But if I'm like really working hard in the journey and really, um, you know, putting my all into every step of the process and like trying to get something out of it, I think one, it'll be my my path would be be more valuable. Two, I learn more. Three, when I get to that other place, like when I'm working with, you know, Hank Willis Thomas or whoever, you know. It's gonna be like shit. Like damn, I'm like really developed now. Like you're really ready for that work. I'm like, ready you come for that work. Sparring. It's a spar, man. Yeah. Like a demolition. Like dang, bro. Knockout first rounds. Like yeah. nah, I might not win the fight, but if we, we sparring with. Like I'm, yeah. I'm touching them up a little bit. Or oh, oh, we can't. We just can't really manifest that big thing. It's gonna be like, oh cool. Yeah, you work with him. Cool. But like, what did you really do? Like, was it popping like that? Or no? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, was it was it dope? Like, was it impactful? Was it good or impactful or meaningful? Like, um, if you ain't done the work, you're not gonna make you're not gonna make meaningful work. You Super Saiyan One going against sales, like, bro, you can't beat him at Super yeah, Saiyan One. It's bro. good for season one though. Like, yeah. damn, like he hitting these bosses. Like, damn, yeah. when he hit Piccolo, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, that nigga's strong. Yeah, fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we at the point Dragon Ball Z is pop culture like it's not even like nerd culture no more. It's nah. just pretty ubiquitous, right? <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta. It's just, it's, it's life. I'm, yeah. I really might get a tat on me. <laughs> yeah, the, the dream gonna get a seven Dragon Balls. Oh no, I gotta be somewhere nobody can see. That'd be kind of lit. The Dragon Ball. Right, I can't do that, bro. Would you do that? <laughs> no, <laughs> not recommend me no that. No tattoos, bro. <laughs> How you an artist with no tattoos? I got a brand. <laughs> <laughs> My brand had faded to brown, bro. That shit, that shit only look like a brand no more. Me and Gum was talking about that the other day. Like, damn, do we even have brands no more? Like, y'all both got brands? Yeah. Y'all wild boys for that, bro. You, see that? you can barely see that what shit. That? Well, that's not a brand, bro. Uh, that nigga, that that's shit bled like a brand. It, hurt, it swelled like a brand. This shit was a brand for my college days. Swiftly, uh, You went hard with it, bro. Salute. Oh, man. <laughs> Salute, bro. Because not me. I'm tatted up, bro. That's what your shit more permanent than mine. I'm not gonna touch yet. They coming though. Sleeve, sleeve it is. No, I'm just yeah, no, no, no. You're not playing, bro. It's a, that's what people. It's, it's, it it does get uncomfortable sometimes when yeah. you you get elevated to a certain platform. You you start creating artwork. You start getting knowledge, and you just know that I mean, it's just real life. And people are gonna be like, oh man, this dude not horrible. I ain't never did nothing horrible, right? right. But it's like the context of. Your actions and what the what it represented, and that could be somebody. Somebody could have broke down. People were cutting their hair off, and they're like, "Bro, like, what? It ain't that deep? It ain't deep for you, G? Right? What about them? Yeah. And that's a, and that's in, in everything, right? And it's a, it's a hard thing. We have to confront that truth, specifically when you're somewhat in the public eye, because you're you're con- I'm con- I'm hyper conscious. Can, can you be scared? Like, yeah, like, bro, like, bro, we blowing up right now, bro. My ex girl probably like, where was this dude? Like, for real, like, we'll probably, we should, I'll probably pop up with a, a freaking whole wife in a year. 
She's like, what the hell? Like, for real, bro? And it's like, it was no malicious t- it's, it, intent with that, but it's just, it happened like that. It wasn't meant to be. But for other persons, like, it was a con. Hold up. What in the world, bro? I was. Yeah. And, you know, speaking for me, I know there's ways I could behave differently. Um, like, I'm not even going to say if I would have known, but like, I, there's ways I could have behaved differently. And sometimes, you know, in your mind, you know, but, you know, you make excuses. You, you know, you blame it on the culture. You blame it on what your knowledge. You blame it on X, Y, Z. Fathers. And and fathers. Absentee fathers. <laughs> you know, you, you blame it on a lot of things. The brother, you blame it on the brother. Man, fuck, I shouldn't be fucking with the brother, man. He had me fucked up. <laughs> okay. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you just got to take accountability for your own actions. And so. Because we take the thing is. I had to tell myself that because certain things I was like, oh, man, I shouldn't have like, hold up. But G, you willfully took the good, though. Like, I can never turn my back on the brotherhood. Because there was one point I was like, bro, I ain't really fooling. I'm just, I'm all out, bro. Like, I'm just cashed out. I was like, bro, like, but you you willfully took some of the benefits of it. It's like you benefit from privilege. It's like, okay, you, oh, no, 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 bro. You willfully, like, I cannot say the stuff that I was able to accomplish at T without the power of the brotherhood and what whatever and the connections I made, the brother the real brother friendships I have, um, what what would that be like without it? Yeah. For me, I'm not saying for everybody's context, so I'm like, it would be very pious to me to be like, once I got what I got out of it, now my platform's elevated, I had these contacts, like, no, nah, I'm the brother, they ain't do nothing for me. It's like, bro, like, hold up, bro. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever taken the they ain't done nothing for me perspective, but I think I've definitely... have felt the need to like move on from the institution, you know, um, for a number of reasons. You still got, I ain't gonna lie, my phone, you still got Dead Beasley, B-E-P. Oh, seven, Bruh, five, like, 705. Bruh, look at it. They all of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Dead Beasley. I mean, I'm, I'm not denouncing, right? But, you know, but I think. Don't um, do that on my podcast, man. I, 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 it's official. I, I'm like, bruh, bruh, you know. You know, but but I but I I just don't. That's not where I choose to put my energy to do the work. Um, and that's a, not a mountain I'm choosing to try to move. You know, um, all, all BGLOs, I think, in particular, and the brothers, you know, for very specific reasons. I think like we got so much potential to, you know, solve problems. Um, and that's not because we're the talented tenth, mm-hmm. but that's because we're an organized group of individuals. Um, there's a lot of potential that we just don't cash in on. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of my closest friends is bro, most of them, right? Um, but that, but it's, I'm not denouncing like the the mm-hmm. relationships, you know. But I think um, you know, we have but so much capacity. Uh, and I remember when I first moved back to Durham, I paid my dues and went to a few chapter meetings, and just the experience left me wanting. Um. And that was the same thing when I moved to Atlanta and I went to the to the chapter out there. Mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, went to a couple of meetings and it just kind of left me wanting. I'm like, we can do better. And it's not me, you know, most, and, you know, some involved brothers were like, well, well, we need you there. And I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but, you okay. know, but I got but so many places I can be. Um, and if I'm putting my work into these things or putting my work into those things, it's hard for me to also be here trying to be like a, <laughs> you know, organizational change agent within this entity. I don't think that's my personal calling. 
Um, but I got close friends who close brothers who do who are trying to do that work. Um, so shout out to them. <laughs> you know, that's just not my that's not my calling. Um, as we as we um, as we conclude, man, it's uh the last question I want to ask, man. I think is really pertinent to the discussion is. Um, what are you searching for? Just in life? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it just sounds so deep, man. What are you searching? Yeah, hey, bro, like, hey, hey, we really on, hey, you, you, you see how many gears we done switched, we done sifted today, bro? This is crazy, bro. I told you James with that, bro. We didn't hit, we didn't hit every gear, bro. I just tried to, I just tried to switch it up to see if you see, like, we can hit any angle. I can, I can hit you with the, the deep inquisitive, I can, okay, what, no. And you had Christmas in the voice, bro. The, the culture, the Christmas, the Christmas. It was like, <laughs> so what are you searching for? And I left it there too. It, it, it felt it. But I thought, I thought me was about to cry, but I was like, me, I don't, don't go there not yet. Reconsider, read some letter. <laughs> please, please. Um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> next question. <laughs> Get the, nah, I mean, uh, not today. I don't know, man. I think I'm searching for my own truth, right? I think um, contentment, because I think happiness is like a rhythm thing. It's a seasonal thing. It's a momentary thing. But I think like like contentment is like a state of being. Like finding at peace is a state of being. So um, honestly, I'm in search of more like personal practices that can help me live in that mode of contentment mm-hmm. uh, more often. Um because I think, you know, the, the search for happiness is kind of like um, that momentary gratification, but it's not a lasting wellness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so, you know, I think that's the overarching thing. I think, uh, you know, everything else is kind of fluff. Yeah, fluff around that. That might be kind of strong. I don't know if everything else is fluff, but I think if I can master that, that's like the. I feel like that's my core work right now. Then somebody just did a drop on the <laughs> buying. Um, so, uh, yeah. Intent. So, man, um, as we close, man, any parting words, bro? Um, I don't know, man. Um, who am I speaking to? To you? To the podcast? We had to, we, um, <laughs> it's, it's the listeners, man. There's listeners that, you know, my mixed listeners is uh, freaking young professionals that just ambitious, trying to go get it. Sound good. Like, it's the rah-rah stuff, right? And then there's people that's just really like, oh, great conversation. Cool. Yeah. But it's like, but a lot of them skew on I want to get into real estate. I want to build wealth for uh, generational wealth. I want multiple streams. And it's just like, oh, it's like stocks, options, like, yeah. yo, let's get it. Like, I feel it. Yeah. So you, that's why it's always refreshing. That's why I delve so deep in these atmospheric questions. And, and for you, it might not be atmospheric for ours. Like, okay, like, hold up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like you may be tap. You may on your personal side be tapping into stuff. Y'all talking about chakras and third eyes and. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
They put me in. That, that's the box <laughs> niggas had me in. And Kyle was like, yo, beast, yo. It's a zoom. You talking about chakras and third. And then all, all this other stuff. The who got you. Like, <laughs> that's a made up name, but it sound deep, bro. Who got like, you? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just I used to maybe maybe bees just ain't that deep and I just give them deepness quality. Maybe I'm deeper than B. I don't know. I doubt it, bro. I don't know. You probably are, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta release that ego. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I think um, that's what I say. I go back to what we were saying earlier. You know, doing it for the gilded Mac. You know what I mean? That that's what I'm on right now. Uh, trying to release the need to make something to be consumed that people will like applaud and really leaning into the idea of like making things for the people I'm accountable to um and the community I'm accountable to and that I into my and that's accountable to like who I am and who I want to be um cuz everything else is fluff I think you know superfluous and all of those other things you know I think um yeah Doing it for the Gilded Mac, like really being in alignment with, you know, your values and um and your people. Mm. So, um, yo, where where can people find more about dang, we gotta do one tangent. Dang, I forgot. You didn't talk about your venture, bro. Oh, the food. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta hit yeah, that, bro. We do gotta hit the food box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Bro. Hey man, it's late at night. Oh, nine. Like, uh, the bar is closed. Give me ten rounds, bro. I said, bro, the bar. No, we gotta get that. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh so tall grass food box is the venture. Yeah. Um it's a partnership between my partner, Gabrielle, um, and my other friend, um, Y'all can't break up now, bro. It's just, it's just y'all in business together now. You're in too deep. <laughs> hey. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Gerald Harris, uh, it's my man, uh, my other, um, our other, our partner in the venture. Um, and essentially, we're sourcing produce from black farmers around North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting together in like a, a bi-weekly subscription. So um, we pay our farmers uh, above wholesale prices. Uh, so mostly like big box joints is, you know, the guy that CSAs or got the box and they, you know, nickel and diamond farmers. So we buy from black farmers, we pay them above as close to retail as possible. So it's almost like the equivalent of them selling it straight from the farm, what they would market up is what we buy it from them from, for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's centered around that, that pay equity, but it's also centered around, you know, telling stories, um, the, uh, around black farmers and the black farming legacy. Uh, imagine a future of black food sovereignty where we really have control of our food system. Black food sovereignty. That's um, deep, bro. I like that. And so uh, that's the core of it. Um, storytelling is a, is an arm of it. Um, making it hot, making it fly is, is a, is an arm of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, making it attractive. <laughs> like that's, Switched up that temperature on me again. See, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, <laughs> and that was undefeated. When he was cold on you, bro, you was like, bro, can't just he switch it up the temperature on me. Come on, come on, son. Uh, so you know we um. Uh, but some of the bigger things are like improving the infrastructure for black farmers and black agriculture. Um, independent of like our exploitative white supremacist food system, right? Um, 
And so some of these things we're thinking about is like distribution models. We're thinking about, um, I like, for example, when is this Aaron? I think when I can get a key away. <laughs> no, no, you good, you good. Nah, but you know, we're thinking about, you know, there are places farmers can't go or things they can't do financially because they're constrained. And so how do we, with our growth as a CSA, how do we build there and how do we let them help them grow with us? So for example, because, so we had like 220 boxes that we got to fill this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as we have, subscri- booming. We, we're building, you know, um, <laughs> booming. Yeah. Yeah. it is Boom. booming. It is booming right now. And in a good way. Um, so as I need, I need my tea, bro. I should have brought it. That was stupid. You um, got it, bro. Did you? See? Oh, he's three minutes away, anyways. Bro. Yeah, you good. yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, um, so you know, as we grow, we want farmers to grow with us. So now we can say, okay, for the for January, you know, planting season in the spring, twenty twenty one, they can plan to expand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can even help them financially to expand because we have this these subscribers. Um, and so it's like a different league for farmers. They can kind of get ahead of the game um, and invest in their own infrastructure. And we can help invest in their infrastructure so that they can scale, right? Um, you know, if you're a small business, it's hard. You can't, it's easier said than done to just bet the farm on the next on the next season, right? Yeah. Um, and for farmers, that's literal, you know. Um, but if we can take on some of that risk or help alleviate some of that risk for them, then it's like, you know. In the mix. In the mix. And so they, they can grow with us. And, and so and we can grow together. And so we can, um, we're entering conversations with farmers about 2021, about like, oh, you, we got the X amount of egg orders. Like, well, let's ha- let's figure out we can get you some more chickens. And that's not just so you can sell to us. That's so you can sell to other, you know, create other strings for yourself as well. Are sustainable chickens though? Hmm? Are these sustainable chickens? Are they? Are they? Are they? It's are they, grass fat. It's grass free range. Yeah, okay. exactly. Hey. I mean, I watched chicken documentary. Yeah. I was horrified when I saw what was going on in chicken. One of the fun is terrifying. And North Carolina is one of the biggest perpetuators. And they might come for our IG. They might try to. <laughs> they might try to take us down for saying that. Hey, but it's real for real. For it's real. real for real. Um, you know, the Don't chicken too, processing it in NC. Oh no, they shut you down. The pollution. Um. You know, there's the environmental justice aspect of it. Um, there's like a degradation of degradation of the quality of the product. Um, we should, and you know, the, the the reality is we shouldn't be eating that much damn chicken, right? Like mm-hmm. we shouldn't. The, the, the reason why there's so much meat production is because we eating too much of it. Um, and you know, I just got on TikTok. I saw a got milk ad. I was like, see. Are they still pushing got milk? I thought we'd been debunked. They, they, we shouldn't be drinking bro. milk like that. They rebranded, but, bro. But they came back indi- stronger. It's an industry practice to like to sell you until you need this thing that you don't need. And so, you know, we don't need that much meat. Um, and our environment won't actually sustain us eating as much meat as we do as a society. Anyway, that's a whole other tangent. One of the things we're trying to dismiss, another thing we're trying to demystify is like what fresh produce looks like. So understanding your, your food system, like... Um, eggs be different colors. You know what I'm saying? We got a me and uh, Gabby just got a chicken. That shit is blue. The eggs are blue. Like blue I, ain't, I ain't never seen no blue eggs. Yeah, it's five dollars an egg. Then. <laughs> see, and that's, nah, that's trying, how people be. Trying to exploit the system. Trying nah, to build bro. a more exploitative system. I, I, that blue egg better be the same price. Remember this, bro. Watch them blue eggs gonna come out. Well, honestly, sustainable eggs and blah blah blah. Yeah, nah, uh, uh-uh, nah. They are the same price. Oh, you get the box. The price is built in. Anyway, um, 
Blue <laughs> but I, I, I bet you know the uptars in the blue and eggs, bro. And the eggs ain't gonna be all white and clean, right? Uh-huh. Like, cause it's coming out the ass, not the ass, but it's coming out like where the ass at. You know what I'm saying? Where they sitting? <laughs> so like a fresh, fresh farm egg. I mean, you you be cleaning them, but they got spots on them. They you know you clean them off, but it it's, it's an egg. They got out, double yolks in them. It like came out of animal, yolks. right? You know what I'm saying? So it's not gonna look like this white, boing, you know, egg that you think about. Uh. And then, you know, all produce is like that. If the bugs don't want it, like, why would we don't want it? We shouldn't want it either. So you might find a little ladybug crawling on your on your celery. You know what I'm saying? But that's how you know it's good celery. Anyway, only, that was a huge tangent. Tall grass food box. <laughs> we paying black farmers. We got t-shirts too to pay black farmers. Um uh, you know, I didn't do it if and we it's got a t-shirt. Too. I rock with it because it's off white. Appreciate it. Why white teachers is cool, but them off whites, man, hit so much harder. And you know, as a farmer, you gotta give it the farming study. You know what I'm saying? We had to dial that in. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real. And if you know somebody in there with the all white, off white J's, besides fifteen out there, let me know. Besides fifteen, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Fourteen. <laughs> I had some reaching in the dark, but who knows? I'm gonna have somebody. Spurs, nigga, big ass feet. Oh man. <laughs> anyway. But that's yeah. the, the venture, man. So, where where can people find more information about all the work that you do, and this, from a from a art perspective, from a, a thought perspective, from a uh, tall grass box perspective? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, really, IG, I guess, is the hub. Honestly, Bro Bees, B R O B E A S. Um, but DerekBeasley.art is my website tallgrassnc.com is the website for the food box. Um, you can Google me on Scalawag Magazine. I got an article on that. It's, a, it's an article about the, <laughs> that, about the South and politics. Uh, it's, a really, it's, it's a pretty dope magazine. That was, I'm just shouting out because my first big publishing. Uh, okay, but, um, hey, shoot me the link, bro. I ain't get no link. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, know, you don't follow me. You, you, you don't, follow you don't, you don't really follow me like that, do you? <laughs> Bro, talking about shoot me the link. It was posted everywhere. Uh, bro, I didn't. Hundreds of likes. I didn't. I didn't. Bro. <laughs> no, I'll shoot. I'll shoot it to you. Um, so that that that's really the place where um one of the first places where I really fully articulated some of my creative vision. Um, in terms of like my uh, artistic, like my c- concepts. Um, around my work, my my artwork, and so that's a good place to get a foundation for that. That's why I mentioned it. Um, yeah, those those is the links. I guess I need a link tree. Yeah, you know, for it's that. gonna be in the show notes. We're gonna have it all prettied up and stuff like that, man. So <laughs> appreciate it, yo. Oh man, it's been a marathon of a day, uh, but this is this is a great way to close it out, man. I appreciate you uh, sharing the energy, um, keeping the vibe vibrations for the head tops. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my niggas always try to hit me with something like that yeah why can't you just say man it was really nice to talk to you bees he gotta talk about vibrations and head tops <laughs> potions man uh i still need this brush shirt bro what's up bro yo because of you i went to laddie uh the other day and he gonna kill me but because he don't really he don't do screen print no more but he he helped me clean the screen and actually, I'm supposed to be linking up with him tomorrow to get the screen. I got you. He's like, I can give you your uh, your paper. 
Um, so I'm gonna get my screen from him. And actually, he got me working. I'm making the screen be like, I'm gonna show you how to do it. You know, like, you, you'll take it there. It's gonna be a long process. He's gonna yeah. move at his own pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I already uh, know. But I've been I appreciate that road, him because I know he ain't even fucking with screen print no yeah. more. But, um, at all. Uh, at all. <laughs> at all. Bro. So, it to, do, it, to do it, man, he was like, only for you, Beast. <laughs> Literally, only you. Uh, but, uh, I got my screen, so I'm, I'm gonna do some little short runs. I'm gonna do some short runs for fun. No, uh, you know, yeah, I just a couple, a couple. I mean, recently people like, yo, what's up with the bro? I'm like, because okay. I say bro all the time, like bro, 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 bro. You, need a shirt. you ain't never get a shirt. I, I ain't gonna lie. Can I be honest? I got an unauthorized shirt, bro. Uh, from uh, that, it was a website that was selling some bro joints. Oh no, 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 you nah. made one. Nah, Laddie had an extra print. I had a green. I had a pink Damn. shirt. Damn. <laughs> I had an unauthorized. An unauthorized. It was from cold. Laddie? It was cold though. I had a. Uh, you said he, it was a pink shirt. I had like a H and M long pink joint. Uh, okay. It was like a sa- salmon joint. Yeah. And I had the bro- that joint was so cold. That's crazy. I said I can never go to the light. Charge this nigga up. <laughs> Not you, Laddie. This is on Laddie. And that's why he breaking my screen because he's feeling guilty giving out my shit. You know what I'm saying? I had to. Damn. I was like, bro, because I, I was going along. I'm sure he's with it. I said, bro, uh-uh. That's why I, I, I never. That. That's why I never seen it. He never posted it. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never guilty, <laughs> guilty, damn. Strictly for the crib, bro. No, no, no. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. You take pics. I'm just like this. I'm about to it. hold you. Hold you. I'm about to hold it against you for years now. Well, I'm gonna text Larry later, man. That's that's hilarious, yo. So I love though. Hopefully, yeah, you know, I remember hope it was you, you can wear it freely now. I think it's gone. I think it's in the wind. I think I passed it on to the next to the next young bros. <laughs> And this shirt I stole from bees, <laughs> and it's yours. <laughs> but yeah, man, my only trouble as a nation as we close out. Uh, we already been closed, but remember, remember to do two things and two things only. Um, share the share 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 the views. God, I'm all tied up. I'm done. Yo, change the freaking culture. Good night. <laughs>